Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. As the year comes to a close, our staff is writing about our favorite sports moments of 2019. Jason Concepcion explains the year in 10 pieces of pop culture, and we break down the last 10 years of the Marvel Universe. Also, ahead of the new Star Wars movie coming out next week, the staff's discussing Baby Yoda, Rise of Skywalker romances, and what the Resistance will do if they win. You can check this all out on TheRinger.com. Welcome to Ringer Dish. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's the holiday season. We're going to talk about Christmas music. I am joined today by Kate Hallowell. Hello. And Andrew Gutadero. Hey. And we are, we're honoring Christmas music. The Ringer is publishing a list of the top 50 Christmas songs. We're going to talk about that list. But uh, Kate, Andrew, and I have each prepared our own top five songs they're holiday songs, but it's it's Christmas. Music. It's Christmas. This yeah. is this is an inclusive podcast. Right. This is yeah. Christmas as a capitalist international exactly. enterprise, as opposed to an expression. Right. It's of a like per- a Christmas vibe. Yeah, exactly. Know? So we're each going to share our top five lists and hopefully talk a lot about Christmas music. I wanted to talk a little generally before we do about Christmas music, which um, I think has been maligned. <laughs> I, I just, I want to say, I feel like that there's a vibe now where everyone is just a real, excuse me, but it's the season, Grinch, yeah. about the fact that we play Christmas music and it's become cool to be like, this all sucks. And uh, I'd like to change that narrative personally, but I wanted to ask you, Kate, like, what what is your relationship to Christmas music? Do you look forward to this time of the year? I genuinely do. Okay. I love Christmas music. My take is that almost all Christmas music is good. Mm. Yes. Some of it is bad. Sure. But most of it is good. Yeah. It's a thing where if it's a Christmas song, then it's just allowed to be bad and right. it's still good. There it's is part a, of the experience. There's a corniness baked in. Yeah. Andrew, how about you? So I I live with a person who loves Christmas music, mm-hmm. maybe a little too much. Okay. So yeah. in that respect, I think sometimes I feel myself being miserly. Yeah. But Overall, compared to the rest of the population, I do appreciate Christmas music. Okay. I think also I may be giving too much voice to, you know, grumpy people on Twitter but and you're in the right. world. Yeah, they exist. I, I do also live with someone uh, who <laughs> is resistant to my enthusiasm for Christmas music, which, to be fair, is quite strong. You know, I think the only playlist <laughs> I have on Spotify is a Christmas list that I'm constantly manicuring. There have been limitations put on when I'm allowed to listen to Christmas music. What are those limitations? It can't start until the day after Thanksgiving. That's wow. fair. I think that's See, fair. That, I actually, that's too late. I think it's valid because there is the power of Christmas music and also Christmas is that it is it's a designated period of time. It's a concentrated. Yeah, you can't have it all year long or else it loses loses its 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 magic. Right. And you only listen to these songs once a year, which is uh, why they they, they're new every year and exciting every year. Yeah, I feel like mid 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 November for me, is, like, the acceptable amount of time. And it definitely, there's okay. a Christmas creep, for sure. Yeah. It's, like, it seems like the day after Halloween, just all uh-huh. of the trees are up yeah. and people are playing Christmas music, and that's a bit much. I think that two months right. is too long. Because then, yeah, because yeah, then it just gets spread out yeah. too much. Yeah. Did you notice any themes in, when making your list? Is there, like, a particular type of Christmas music that you gravitate towards? I tried to kind of switch it up. 
just because I didn't want to go all one time. But I love a churchy Christmas song. So you're like a Christmas carol. <laughs> I am a Christmas I, carol. You know what's funny? I kind of wondered whether you would go that direction. I really love a good, like, everybody stands up in the damn Christmas mass and you turn to <laughs> okay. page 87 so in your So this has hymnal. become a religious yeah. experience and I don't like <laughs> And, like, I, I mean, I grew up going to church and, like, go to church once a year now yeah. on Christmas with my mother and family. Um, but, like, I just— I just love a classic. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, you know, he's a terrible guy, Phil Spector. Uh-huh. <laughs> but A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector is an incredible album. I agree with you. And I found myself gravitating to that a little bit. I do as well. A lot of my choices are from the 60s and have the Phil Spector influence. Yeah. I I play that album at loop and like it's all, good. all month long. But I have, there's a spoken word track. On that album where <laughs> Phil Spector, like, while there's, like, night lullaby music playing mm-hmm. in the background, like, wishes all the children a Merry <laughs> Christmas. And that's um, really creepy. Yeah, hit that and skip. I didn't remove it from my playlist for a couple years. And that was a source <laughs> of a distress in my home. Yeah. Andrew, I agree with you. I, mm. I seem to gravitate towards the 60s and also just to the idea of Christmas music as standards. I mm-hmm. I went full secular on this list. Wow. I kind of went from like from the gut. I just was like, what are my five favorite Christmas songs? Sure. I did too, actually. And I wrote them down, and they were uh, non-carols, kind of non-traditional stuff. But they are they are songs that like are a part of, of culture. They are right. standards. They've all been covered. They are like reference points for us. And I to me, that's the kind of the power of the Christmas music is that everybody knows it. And it's like, oh, sure. it's this one. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the list. Kate, do you want to start? What's your I do. N- number five pick? So this actually goes totally in line with what I was just saying. Okay. So, you know, every year, a, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people get dragged or willingly go to a Christmas service. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I am one of those people. And every year I'm there with my family and, you know— you open the hymnal and they're like, turn to page 212. And you're like, okay, here we go. And like sometimes you open it up and you're like, God damn it, it's away in a manger. And then you have to do like eight <laughs> verses of away in a manger. Like one of them's like in German for no reason. And you're like, what are we doing here? Christmas is bad. Can I go home and open presents? But every now and then there's one hymnal that like you turn to and everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah. Like we're about to go hard. I'm so excited. To, that and was, this yeah. is such a build I personally <laughs> feel that that is Hark the Herald Angels. Yes, wow. that is the best one. <laughs> Failed in flesh the Godhead see, hailed in carnal deity, please aspire with them to dwell, Jesus I That's the one where everyone in the church is like, oh hell yeah. Because you're basically shouting. You're yeah. shouting, it's peppy as hell. Everyone's like, part the hair, and then yeah. everyone starts going, and then you get the iconic line. Yeah. And everyone goes, and everyone's like, okay, can I do it in one breath without taking a breath? It's a challenge inside the song. It's a great little, like, fun little peppy line. It's great. It's a great it's, song. It's basically like a chant. It's like a yeah. sports anthem or something where everyone is just, like, yelling very loudly totally. to each other. You can have yeah. uh, horns accompanying it Absolutely. As well. yeah. it's, it's a good range. Yeah. Everyone can do it. You and your dad can both sing it. It's a good pick. It's also one where I actually do prefer the more, like, religious choral setting to, yeah. like, yeah. Frank Sinatra Right. Sing. Like, uh-huh. I don't want to hear Mariah Carey do yeah, Hark the Herald Angels Yeah, I don't need a jazzy Hark the Herald Angels sing. No. Herald Angel no. Sing. <laughs> I want to hear me and I want to hear my dad slightly off-key. And, yeah. like, that's the rendition that I want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a good pick. Andrew, what's yeah. your number five? Uh, Frosty the Snowman, specifically by the Ronettes. Frosty the Snowman was a happy, jolly soul. With a corn cup, I've been a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. 
Oh, that's a good one. If it's by someone else, it's not on my top five. Okay, wow. But this song just, it, it just sounds exactly like Be My Baby by the Ronettes. Yeah, it does. Which is one of my favorite songs. Andrew just really likes the Ronettes. Yeah, I'm just a big I Ronettes fan. I love the Ronettes. I'm with you. Sure. Again, Phil Spector, bad guy. Great, yeah. Great producer. Okay. Um, and yeah, this song is just great. So... That's why I put it on my top five. Foster okay. the Snowman is a good, like, everyone knows it. It's important yeah. to your childhood. Exactly. It, it spans It tells a story. I love a Christmas song it's that tells a story. It's got a great story. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know it's a good Christmas song if it's been adapted into a movie just from the song. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's true. That's a good standard. That's a good point. Okay. I went the opposite direction in terms of—this is not for children. My number five is um, Please Come Home for Christmas— by Charles Brown. Do not mention uh, the Eagles in my yeah. presence. This okay? was a this was a rude slag I this got from a, Amanda. Yeah. Please come on for Christmas. Please come on for Christmas. If not for Christmas, by New Year's night. Because I made sure that this was on the, the ringer list. We're going to yeah. talk more about the ringer list. I'm just going to let you know democracy does not always apply nope. in that setting, including with me being like, this better be on the list. But Andrew put the Eagles on, yeah. and I was like, absolutely not. I find Please home, Come Home for Christmas to be just killer, gets you in the heart every time. There is a common like textual theme throughout my uh, <laughs> songs, I realize, and it's about coming home for Christmas. <laughs> That Folgers no commercial. <laughs> uh, and I just, you know, this is like a, a, a very bluesy, I like the pop mm-hmm. styles. And also when people just like make their genre, you know, make Christmas work for their particular genre. I, this is just, this is killer. I, you can't. It's a good one. You can't say no to it. Yep. But just please don't play the Eagles. <laughs> uh, okay. Number four, Kate Hallowell. Uh My number four is maybe just the song that I'm like most excited to hear on the radio during Christmas time, mm-hmm. which is Feliz Navidad by Jose okay. Feliciano. Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad it's Feliz just a banger. Navidad. It just every okay. time it goes on the radio, it's just like, oh yeah. It is quite happy. It's, it's, it's so a, it's a catchy. Very song. It's a the chorus is is literally memorable and yeah. everyone knows how it goes yeah. and can sing along. Right. Yeah. You get it, kids learn how to say Merry Christmas yes, in Spanish. That's true. It's educational. <laughs> sure. And it's just it's great. It is true. It is one where like the hundredth time I hear it in December, I'm yeah. like, okay, I've, I've had enough of this. See, for me, it's like it has never gotten old Okay, oh. to me. Like every time I hear it, I'm like, this is a great song. Okay. I was like, so people voted. Uh-huh. People on staff voted for this uh, Christmas list. The amount of people who love Feliz Navidad shocked me. <laughs> It's a great There is a song. lot of people who I'm pretty are sure I gave it. it a solid 10 out yeah, of 10. Okay. There are a wow. lot. There are a lot All right. Of that. I was part of the problem, That's, and I don't apologize. You know what? This is a forum for everyone to share their feelings. Thank you. Andrew, what's your number four? I think you've heard of it. It's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Wow. Number four. Carey. This is so interesting. I had to put it here. I just— I, Well, I, I'm surprised that it's this low. Kate, is this oh. on here? It's higher on mine. And, and I, it's higher on mine as well. Yeah, so— So should we maybe—should we save it? Let's save the Ooh, discussion. Let's save it. Ooh, let's until save it. We get yeah, it. we can do it. Okay. We can totally do that. I, you let's know what? That. I just want to say right now, I think it's pretty brave to I agree. put it that low. Number four hey, being low for all I want. I'm for nothing Christmas if not you. brave. Okay. Know? That's true. <laughs> it's this is just in, inspiring list making right here. 
My number four is a total cheat, but whatever. Like I said, <laughs> the rules don't apply. Uh, it's a Charlie Mountain Christmas, the entire album by Vince oh, Guaraldi. that is a cheat. I'm just doing the whole thing. <laughs> okay? I also kind of you know cheated what? later in my list, so I will allow it. Is this um, on anybody else's list? No, but that's Christmas a great, time that's is here. Is three on my Christmas times. Okay, so we yeah. can talk okay, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and if I had to pick one, it would be Christmas time. Is what here are the other options? Like Linus and Lucy. Yeah, like when they're all dancing. Great audio right now. And then there are, you know, he does covers of like a lot of Greensleeves and right. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. A lot of the Oh, Tannenbaum is a is a very classic. It's really good. Instrumental one. But Charlie Brown Christmas is so good. It's no, so good. It was on TV last night. I watched it's a little bit. Amazing. It was awesome. But when the little kids start singing, Christmas yeah. time is here. Yeah. And they're all off key. It's very cute. It's yeah. A, it's great. Um, that is a winner. You're right. I think that's probably my number two Christmas album of all time after Phil Spector. But maybe Those it's number one, choices. honestly. Yeah. Just like of sentimental value. And it just it's also, classic. It hits you in that nostalgia spot. It's yeah. crowd pleasing. There's mm-hmm. no one who isn't like, oh, this one. Right. Even my husband is right. just like, yeah this one yeah, yeah. and it isn't unobtrusive like you can put it on and right. not, so listenable and not right. piss off the people who are like ugh this that's again true. which <laughs> is a true. skill that I've had to learn yeah. over the years okay so that's my number four and Andrew's number three mm-hmm. Kate what is your number three my number three is maybe personally my favorite Christmas song okay. but not like what I would put as like the best mm-hmm. okay and it's Oh Holy Night specifically wow. the Celine Dion version wow <laughs> when cry Listen, I love a big key change more than it's it is most things honor. It is a top five key change for sure. Huge key change. Huge, incredible, just like high notes when she's just, I'm not yeah. going to do it, but like the Noel moments yes. in the, towards the end of this song are amazing. I love Celine Dion. I love A Holy Night. It's my favorite. She really does go for it. She goes for it. In, and yeah. this is the number one going for it, yes. Christmas Carol. Yes. So People just wail on this song, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. You can get some tough versions. Oh, for sure. It's <laughs> for not, sure. You, you don't want to be yeah. in like a D-list, a Holy it's, Night situation. Yeah. It's got to be like the best singers really going for it. Okay. And even then, sometimes it doesn't work, but I just love it. Love okay. a Holy Night. All right, Andrew, we discussed your number yeah. three. Thank you for letting me upstage you. Um, no problem. My number three is uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Specifically, on my list. Specifically Judy Garland. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so, I assume people know this, but just in the interest of like history and learning, the original version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is Judy Garland mm-hmm. in Meet Me in St. Louis. Yep. And. Holy shit! This, this is my this favorite song. Is it your number one? It's my I number stole one. your number one. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. I feel bad. It's so good. Okay, we'll save it then. 
All right. And you can talk about it. Okay. Well, let's talk about it now. It's okay. a classic. Do what you want to make. Yeah. It's a classic. I don't know. I feel like I'm making delaying your happiness every single time. So let's just talk about it. Why is it your number one? Um, God, just the the lyrics are like they hit your heart in a really specific way. Both in how they're sort of like looking back, but also hopeful and I don't know, spiritual, and there's so much love there. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Wow, very earnest. I love yeah. that. I, th- this a, this song like will make that. me cry. I'm serious. There's there's a wistfulness to mm-hmm. it. I find Christmas and Christmas music to be like a a very like romantic time in the sense of your your heart hurts a little bit if if you're doing it yeah. right because yeah. there is like you you've, you've mm-hmm. done the best you can and you yeah. either are with the people you love for you know a brief moment and guys- or you're not. Do you know the Apple commercial that uses this song? Yeah, it's really a. It, I like makes me cry, and I'm it's just a, like, it's not okay. It's a cat power version yeah. of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," and the kid is you on his cell phone the whole time. Oh, is this where he's making the video? Yes. Yeah. Oh my yes. god, I have yeah. seen that. And then he that. plays it for his family, and uh, they're yeah. all happy and yeah. crying. And, uh, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> really good. It's also just the uh, peak Judy Garland for me. Uh huh. That yeah. is a really good one. You're right. It's a classic. And she's so young, but and yeah. but just has this incredible voice. And I mean, Judy Garland is like the queen of wistfulness in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's at this point, I feel this is number three for me, but like this is all a wash. Right. These are just yeah. some of the greatest right. yeah. songs I ever agree. written in, in the world. Yeah. And somehow we only get to listen to them one month a year. I just, <laughs> I don't think that's fair, but I didn't make that rule. Okay. We're on to number number two at this yes. point. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's getting exciting. Kate Howell. Yeah. I have all I want for Christmas is you. Also my number two. At number there two. And it's Andrew's it's number one. Fourth. All right. Or oh, no, his n- four. N- your yeah. number four. Yeah, I'm he sorry. was brave and put it lower. Right. That's right. Like, people are like, okay, like, this is too much. People are, like, too into it, but they're not. Yeah. It's the best. So I assumed that one or both of you would have it at number one. As which did is I. Why, why I could put it at number two. And I suspect Same. that we are going to get a lot of angry mail <laughs> about the fact that none of us put it at number one. Because I think it is probably at this point. Yeah. Like, in the current uh-huh. moment, at least. Right. Yeah. It is the number one Christmas song. That's totally fair. Most... The most people have the yeah. most familiarity with it and are, like, the most excited to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's— You almost need to judge it on a different scale of, like, appeal from, like, some of these older ones. Because, yeah. like, it's so—the con- love for it is so concentrated in this current moment rather than, like, it, you know, being, a, like, a really old classic Christmas carol. Well, I think it's—I it's like I think it's 25 years this year because I yeah, think it's it 94. was it's released 25 in 95 years yeah. old? Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> wow. And I think it's had waves— if you'll recall, it plays a crucial role in Love Actually, yep. which I definitely that's, think that's a huge it. thing. Yeah, and you know, and they have children performing yep. it, right. which is very smart because that's how you can get everyone on board. <laughs> and then I think has also kind of grown with power as as, as people get older because people have grown up with it, and also then is just like the number one social media. I feel like Mariah has really grown with yes, it too. That's yeah. true. She's she, like now just doing Christmas specials. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Good for her. She yeah, understands like that people are really into it now. Yeah. I have put my sentimental favorite at number one because if you don't do sentimental and right. sentimental favorites mm-hmm. at Christmas, when can you do it? Agreed. To paraphrase Love Actually, which is a bad <laughs> movie that it still is. <laughs> Listen I to our Love Actually podcast. And it's like yeah. wormed into my brain to the point <laughs> that I know all the lines. I'm sorry. 
don't need to critique it. I would yeah. say that it's it has become so pervasive that yeah. it's like almost not a Christmas song to me. Mm. I mean, it is it is a Christmas song, but it is of of the '90s pop moment in such a way. Like it right. sounds mm-hmm. uh, has such a broad appeal, and I have heard it so much that. I still get excited, I guess, for the yeah. first All I Want for Christmas is View of the yeah. holiday season. Question. Do you think a backlash is coming against it? For what reason? Just because <laughs> it's so, like, pervasive and viral and everything that is popular and loved eventually, like, you know? I mean, so I have, like, my curious. real world answer, which is, like, there's a backlash for everything. Yeah. Right. I, I just know, feel though. like people get so into it, like, online these days mm-hmm. every time it comes around. And I just feel like one of these days somebody's going to, like, ruin it. I think because you can only listen to the, as we said, you can only listen to these songs in such a concentrated mm. period that that sort of saves it. Right. So that, like, by the time November rolls around, you're sort of excited for it. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. People are rude. Well, so we'll see. <laughs> maybe yeah. it'll happen. I think it's pure enough that it, it might not, but It just maybe. helps that it's just dynamite. Like, the, pr- the song writing, just, the production. Just, Every <laughs> single time I'm like, oh, this again. And then I'm just like, by yeah. the end, it's just like full right. volume in the right. car. It's and just I'm like doing the emails my Myself, you know, like I could do percussion if Mariah ever needed me. It's a pretty great song. It is great. Andrew, what is your number two? It is Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene This is my number one, and... Andrew, you talk about it because I might start crying. I have to gather myself. <laughs> well, first of all, just it's just a good song. Like, yeah. the, again, <laughs> sorry to talk about Phil Spector so much, but the production is incredible. And just the way that the background singers are saying Christmas over yes. and over again. <laughs> it's on while, brand. Yeah, while yeah. Darling Love Wales, Baby, Please Come Home, is it's just a great song. That is great. And then... I think, Amanda, you, you can talk about it a little bit, yeah. but just this idea of people coming home for Christmas yes. is beautiful. Yes. As I um, you now have my full list, which is Please Come Home for Christmas right. and Baby, Please Come Home, <laughs> along with All I Want for Christmas is You, which is about yeah. not totally having someone and mm-hmm. wanting them. It's not mm-hmm. it's not like geographically based in the same <laughs> way, but it's thematic. And frankly, have yourself a very, yeah. very little Christmas while not actually being a specifically romantic. Same thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is about these Christmas songs. I mean, in some ways, it's just like the greatest pop songs or greatest songs of all time are always about unrequited love or heartbreak or about the hope of being close Mm -hmm. to someone who you're not uh, with. I do find that, you know, 35 years of Christmas movies and other related Christmas paraphernalia have really cemented into me this idea of (laughs) Christmas is the time when— people who love each other come together and surmount great obstacles. It's like the ultimate rom-com Christmas is. Yes. Just like built in. Yeah. Um, That's why there's so many great Christmas rom-coms. I just also, you know, it's sung originally by Darlene Love, who, if you haven't seen 20 Feet from Stardom, which was the Oscar-winning documentary about her and backup singers, it's a great story about someone who was not given her due by a crazy person named Phil Spector. (laughs) And... Then got to sing this song. I believe she's 18 when she's singing this, wow. which is amazing. That's crazy. And later in her life, it becomes a really big hit in part because she played it every year on David Letterman. Yeah. I think starting in the late 80s until the end of the David Letterman show. And there would be different arrangements. Some There would be different choirs. 
But Darlene Love getting her due with this amazing and wistful, but also really celebratory song. That's the nice thing about it. Like the lyrics are about Please Come Home. And then it's just like a giant cheesy saxophone solo. And a lot of people, (laughs) as Andrew said, blaring Christmas. It kind of has all of the ridiculousness and over-the-topness of Christmas along with all of the sentimentality. And and it's a tradition, you know, because— Because of that Letterman thing and because it's been around for so long. My mom's boyfriend, mm-hmm. every Christmas, when Letterman was still on, would text us and be like, That's really Darlene nice. loves on Letterman yeah. tonight. <laughs> it's really nice. It's great. So, yeah, tradition is important. Um, yeah, best song in the world. I I rewatched her uh, 2014 Letterman, which I believe was the last one mm-hmm. before we did this podcast and like got really oh. weepy. It's, it's great. It's so good. But it's a happy cry. It's like a loud happy cry. Right. Anyway. The best kind. <laughs> Shout out Darlene Love. That's my number one. So, so Kate, and we know Andrew's number one. Kate, what is your number one? Okay, I feel a little dumb following that with this. It's just, again, like, it's, like, my sentimental favorite, I guess. That's allowed. Um, yeah. This is a podcast about feelings. Ever since I have been was very small, I have been obsessed with the Nutcracker. So I have the Nutcracker oh, suite great. at number one. That's good. It's one. It's classy. Maybe like one of the best pieces of music ever written. Yeah, it's been amazing since 1892. Yes, (laughs) start to finish. How does Tchaikovsky? Great, and it is just a classic of like the really cheesy person in your neighborhood who like makes his Christmas lights flash Mm -hmm. to the Nutcracker (laughs) Suite, and you're like, oh my god, again. But then you're like, damn, the Nutcracker Suite goes really hard. Do you have a favorite? piece within the Nutcracker suite. I know it's like really uh, cliche to say, but like the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy like is sure is a classic yeah, for it's a reason. Great. It's great. Can I ask, do you have any relationship to the ballet of the Nutcracker? I've seen it a lot. Okay. I used to like go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you I have not been as You did not perform in it. I did not perform okay. in it. I've watched like all the the versions, mm-hmm. you know, all the movie versions. Was mm-hmm. a big fan of like the Barbie Nutcracker when I oh, was no. very small. That's not okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just love the Nutcracker. Would you like to ask any questions of someone who has actually performed in the Nutcracker? Oh, my God. Have you? Yes. Oh, my God. Incredible. (laughs) I was a toy soldier. Oh, my God. The best role. I'm glad you weren't a rat. I was one of the the taller—well, only the adults get to be the rats. I did, like, the traditional version, which has, like, very prescribed roles for all of the children. Gotcha. I did this at the Atlanta Ballet. I can't remember what year. Oh, my gosh. And— well, that was where they did it. And so, and I was, a, I was a toy soldier for one year only. I was one of the taller toy soldiers. So I got to have a little sword made of duct tape Gosh. as opposed to, I can't remember what they gave the other children. Maybe like drums. But, so the way they cast it was possibly about ability, though I don't really know. Basically, they had the costumes that they used every year and you had to be the right size to fit into the costume. Sure. And how you fit into the costume was what you got to do. So I fit into the toy soldier Caught you costume. at the right time. I had to wear little, like, felt red, rosy cheeks. How old were you? A little hat. I must have been nine or ten. My gosh. I think I can send you— This is my dream. I would have loved to Send you the photograph. They definitely, you know, when you had to do, like, portrait photos for ballet recitals, maybe no one else did this, but I did. And we definitely have a framed studio portrait of Amanda in her, like— really gross felt costume. I don't know how many children that has been on, by the way, over the years. They're probably still using it. Oh, but it has history. It, it was very exciting, and I loved being a wow. part of the Nutcracker. Did you dance? Were you about little ballerina? I, I did. I had oh a gosh. major performing arts career wow. um, that has nothing to do with ability, but just has everything to do with my parents being like, well, you need to sign up for classes, and you're not going to play soccer. <laughs> so I guess you're going to do this. And, you know, maybe that influences. I did do a lot of Christmas performances. Like, I... 
um, the Nutcracker and was also in choirs and so sang a yeah. lot of the That's also the what songs. I was going to say earlier. I was in like a like classic yeah. right. choir in high school and we sang a lot of these. So that might explain some of my relationship to mm. to Christmas music. Is right. that I, whereas you, know, you veered away from that, whereas I'm I like, did. I like the classic yeah. Christmas songs because we sang them Because I think at the age of 15, I was like, oh shit, they make cool Christmas <laughs> music too? This is great. The That's whole fair. new world. That's yeah. fair. So let's talk briefly about the the collective Ringers yeah. Christmas songs list, which is like pretty close to our list. Andrew, do you want to talk about the process? Yeah. So with this one, we first asked people to submit like five to ten of their favorite songs. Okay. And then from that list, and honestly, we put in a bunch of other songs because everyone sort of picked the same songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there were, like, 15 songs to choose from. Okay. So then we added a bunch more and then asked everyone to rate each song from 1 to 10. Right. And then we took that resulting list and sort of did surgery on it. Yes. And moved it to where it fit our liking. Well, there are some agreed. <laughs> you guys are issues. in power for a reason. Well, I think also, <laughs> as Andrew said, if people only had 15 songs, right. then the yeah. other 35 is just kind of, like, blind voting. It's just a lack of imagination yeah. on their part. Yeah, I was I was a little upset at that initial call, but I think everyone did a good job voting. It and looks pretty good. After we did some did some work yeah, on work. it. I will say one thing that was true from the beginning, in which we did not doctor, and which will maybe address some of the perceived injustices in this podcast, mm-hmm. is that all I want for Christmas is you as number one. Yep. And, and it was after voting as well. Yeah, it was after that was voting. The popular, that was that, that, that was the, was the popular. We are reflecting the voices of the yeah. people. Yeah, I'm a woman of the people, as, as the ringer is a website of the people. But I think that makes sense. All I want for Christmas is you yeah. is, is the consensus yeah. favorite. Yeah. Baby, please come home is at number two, which I just did. I yeah. feel, there. I feel I good co-sign. about that. Okay. I feel good about that. I, I, have, I have no memory of where it was. We have Christmas time is here at number three, Vince Guaraldi. And I think that that was part of the original voting. Sure. It was definitely top five. Yeah. yeah. I love that we're just totally showing our process here, but this is good. I feel That's like, this, how is works, like guys. this is how the Oscar should work, too. The Academy <laughs> yeah. should learn from us and release the tallies in the process. <laughs> right. Okay. Number four is Christmas and Hollis, Run DMC. That's, that's really good. I that's love a really that good one. And I think that was that was original. Mm-hmm. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas at number five. Yeah. So it's, I think what you can see here is that Andrew and I just made the list our list. A little and bit. And that's okay. A little that's bit. That's fine. Number six, Nutcracker Suite. Shout out Kate Halliwell. I'm happy with that. And I, get, I don't, I think that that was there from the beginning. It right. was. It was. And I, I have to say that when I voted on these songs, I basically like gave everything I hated a zero and everything I loved a 10. <laughs> and there was right. like very little right. in between. That's, so that is also an this insight into how voting <laughs> works in America and elsewhere. Right. right. I was like, Away in a Manger, zero. Okay. That car great. Great. 10. Let me just say something, by the way. Like, we sing Away in the Manger a lot in choirs as song. little kids. I don't know. There's nothing cuter than like a bunch of four year olds. <laughs> That's like, true. I don't know how to sing, but I'll just sing, I sing Away it, in a Manger. I sang it as a sheep yeah. at, at one point yeah, when I was like three years old. Yeah. Number seven on the ringer list is uh, Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Sure. Which I put there because it was at number 40. It was very low. Which is the most embarrassing thing that that democracy has ever done. No, that's not a lie. Absolutely. Can't even say that as a joke. Can't even (laughs) say it as a joke. But I was uh, very, I think it's it's a great song. It would definitely be in my top ten, which is why it's in this top ten. Number eight, a classic, the Hanukkah song. This deserves to be here. I love the And it was here after voting. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about this. This was almost in my top five. And I bumped it. Santa Claus is coming to town. Bruce Springsteen in the East Street Bid. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's low and nice. 
like the number one dad Christmas oh, song. Yeah. <laughs> and I, oh, I have yeah. such a vivid memory, personal memory of my dad being like, yeah, it's time for this <laughs> song. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> this was at my number five until about 20 minutes before this podcast. And then I bumped and, it. Yeah, what you bump it for? Harold Angels Sing. Okay. Because I needed to talk about like Christmas church services. I'm glad you did it. Honestly. Okay. That's good. Thank but you. I'm we got also, to it eventually. I'm glad that this is number nine. Yeah. Because it's a great one. And then uh, number 10 is Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding, which is also good. a classic. Yeah. Honestly, I, I feel okay about this top 10. My only thing is just like not a lot of classic Christmas carols here, which I feel like could be yeah. controversial. Oh, I actually think that's okay because— a, I mean, I'm glad that it's unique to the ringer.com. Well, I just also think Christmas music started with carols. Right, and, and we've they're evolved. Important, but we've evolved. Right. Yeah. And like we said, this is—we've said Christmas a bunch, and if, if you, you know— if you don't celebrate Christmas, Christmas can be extremely annoying because I'm it's sure like it a is. giant enterprise imposed upon you by every uh, <laughs> capitalist sector for months at a time. But the music has at least evolved to be not all about the baby Jesus. We, right. This is the first time I'm talking about the baby Jesus on the podcast, so that's <laughs> that's good. I feel really good about this top ten list until I scroll through the rest of the list, and I, there are just all of these songs that didn't make it into the top ten. Mm. I have to tell you, I had a very hard time leaving Last Christmas by Wham out of the top ten. Yeah. Even after having seen the film Last Christmas <laughs> based on the song by Wham, which is one of the uh, worst Christmas movies that I've seen, and I've seen a lot of bad Christmas movies. Uh, top 15 is pretty good, though. It, it is, yeah. but it's a great one. My sentimental favorite, uh, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, uh, because I, that's the only song that my husband actually like gets this excited is, when it comes this on. This is the hipster's Christmas song. Yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't think it should be top 10. Stevie Wonder being at 26 with Someday at Christmas feels like a slight to the world, but, you know, these are all good songs. Are there any that you feel are too low, Kate? What do you think people are going to be, like, really mad about? Like, I like Little Drummer Boy at 29 feels controversial. You know? <laughs> so there Joy is... to the World at 34 feels controversial. <laughs> I don't like Joy to the World, though. I agree with that. Okay. I, um, I, I really think you're the only person that's going to be mad about Joy to the World. <laughs> Rudolph at 44? Yeah. I don't know. Rudolph is, Rudolph is kind of oh like God. the closest I get to understanding people who are annoyed about Christmas music. Because I'm just like, <laughs> these dumb kids are just playing Rudolph Guys, the, the I don't... audience participation of Rudolph... Where, like, you do the little shouty thing where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I can't do it. But, I mean, again, we're talking about Frosty the Snowman having a story. Rudolph has a story. I tell you. That's true. You want to talk about a it's, Christmas story. It's fine. It's okay. It wouldn't That's a be... top 30 to me. Okay. You think maybe people would be mad about that. I, I do think that not having the uh, Bing Crosby, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy hire mm. is probably. That's, that's another dad favorite. That talking is. about dads. I think it's. <laughs> That some of these songs are brought down by the bad versions. Yes. Because there are very good versions of these songs, but then they're not so good. And Drummer Boy can have some bad. It really can. It I can actually don't love ones. Drummer Boy. I also have to say my mom's all-time favorite Christmas song is not on this list at all, and I'm going to get some angry texts uh, about it. Okay. And I know that Amanda doesn't like it, and I'm pretty sure that's why it's not on this list. Do you hear what I hear? <laughs> oh, I did cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mom, sorry yeah. to your mom. Straight from I the source. really am sorry. Um... <laughs> That now yeah. I feel bad because right. Christmas, you know, we they're, all come together. Except I, I did, I cut that and I added, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas instead. <laughs> and I'm really sorry, Mrs. Hallowell. Any last thoughts? Carol the Bell is also not in here. That's a slight to me personally. Oh, yeah. I love it's, Carol the Bell. It's fine. It's fine. Moral of the story, there's a lot of good Christmas songs. There, there are. You know? that's, yeah. That's great. This has been a uh, Christmas po- music positive yeah, episode of The Ringer Dish. Like I, I said, almost that. all Christmas music is good. Yeah, it is. 
And if we said that your favorite Christmas song is bad, we're sorry. We're at, we're sorry because this sure. is this is a nice podcast at a nice time of year. <laughs> there we go. Thanks so much for listening, Andrew Grenadero, Kate Hallowell. Thank you for being here and sharing. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Jinx. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>